Boom! And welcome back to another episode of Cryptocurrency Chat. I am your host, Jake Jevarelli, and thank you for joining me on episode 426. We got to lots of news today, but I wanted to just start you out with a little bit of On Her Majesty's Secret Service, James Bond cover. Not the actual song, so as to keep it out of the copyright area, but I didn't play a whole lot of it, so let's, anyways, thank you for listening and thanks for tuning in. I appreciate it, I appreciate it, I appreciate it. John is out. Like I was in the last episode, so sorry you guys missed me there, but I'm back now. So, uh, if you would like to check out our wonderful C3 Media Coin Tree account, you can see, see exactly what we have going on in here. So you can donate to all the different kinds of cryptocurrencies that we offer. We appreciate that, all that you have donated, all that you do on a regular basis. We really do appreciate it. And you can also check us out here on YouTube, Discord, Twitter, Twitch, and of course our favorite, Odyssey. Odyssey would uh, allow you to see all of our content without any ads from YouTube because it's uploaded from YouTube. It's all our content we put on YouTube. And of course, if you're listening on Anchor, thank you for listening on Anchor. We appreciate you there too. Coming over here to show off the, whoops, that's not it, G3 Media stuff. That's for Dynamo if you like Dynamo. Stack stats and hodl and the diamond hand shirt, 25 bucks. Thank you for buying. We appreciate when you guys checked out the merch. So, uh, let me get over here to the crypto job of the day. Is a junior blockchain marketeer for Quadrant. Quadrant protocol is the blockchain arm of Quadrant, developing many of the new technologies powering the company's big data solutions. Quadrant is a subsidiary of Appen, the world's largest AI data company, listed on the Australian Stock Exchange. We are looking for a senior blockchain marketer to take over the ownership of all block, uh, pardon me, all marketing and communications activities on Quadrant Protocol from the Director of Marketing, including strategy, planning, and leading execution, lead partnerships, and lead the NFT initiative of our flagship pro- project, GeoLancer. So I'm um, not going to go much further into that, but yes, junior blockchain marketer for Quadrant. Figured opportunity here on Crypto Jobs Lips, which you can find in our cryptocurrency chat Discord channel. So uh, there's always links in every single thing. You can come and sign up, check out. There's all kinds of things going on, particularly with the C3 Media economy. You can get C3 Media tokens there every single hour. I mean, literally hundreds of them. And they're real, so you'll actually get them sent to your actual account if you come and do, quote, work. You do a yeah, exclamation daily or exclamation work and see me here, Jake Jabberilli, doing work and getting my daily coins, and this is how much I got. So, I would also like to talk about the crypto quote of the day, which is down here in C3 Media General. It is from Andrew Cristo off Twitter as a Raven Ravencoin fan, and he says, when people realize 100% decentralized, or rather, when will people realize that 100% decentralization is the only way? It's not so much a question as it is a statement, and he makes that clear because there's no question mark. But yeah, decentralization. I mean, we're already finding out exactly how bad it can be if we don't go decentralized. <laughs> and you can see from the market exactly what's going on. So as that leads us to Coindesk, in this particular op- uh, article from Franz Velasquez, Velasquez, excuse me, U.S. mining from the table, or probably missing from the table. U.S. is missing from the table on CBDC discussions. Many countries are far ahead of the United States in developing the central bank digital currency, or CBDC, and that may be for good reason. According to one financial institution's expert, John Lipsky, or Lipsky, probably Lipsky, 
and senior director at the think tank Atlantic Council's Geoeconomic Center, told Coindesk, Coindesk TV's first mover that 105 countries are exploring implementing a TBDC. 50 are serious about it, meaning they're in development, pilot, or launch beyond the research stage. That was a quote from him. That also this that means they're very likely to actually go through with this. Lipsky said. Lipsky, who previously served as an advisor to the International Monetary Fund of the IMF, said those investigating uh, the use of CBCs include South Korea, Japan, and India, in addition to China, which currently leads the way, the way in piloting test efforts. China is said to have about 250 million registered digital wallets using their own digital yuan. So yeah, that's um, I know John and I have talked many, many times about how we do not personally explicitly believe in the idea of storing all your money in a CBDC with your country. Uh, it is a way to get coins into a digital format, and it may help the government, but it's not really going to help you because, as we've said many, 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 many times, not your keys, not your crypto. This is exactly what happened to Celsius. If you stored your coin, and they even said it in their terms of service, if you're giving us your coin, <laughs> it's not yours anymore. It's ours, and we can do with it as we please. So F you, which is pretty much what they did. They pretty much said F you to everyone who has ever had any coin with them. Sorry, you're screwed. It's our money now. Yeah, we're going to try to return it to you, but really technically it's ours. So, yeah, CBDC is not that great. So CBDC is considered to be the digital form of the country's fiat currency, which is administrated by a central bank. Like the quote I just made earlier, decentralized is the way to go. Not centralized. Now, I know everything is centralized now as far as fiat currency is concerned, but rather than printing physical cash, a central bank issues a digital currency that is backed by the government. And what's the difference between that and the digital cash we currently use? I mean, I don't carry dollars in the U.S. anymore. I literally don't carry them. I just pay with cards. People pay me from whatever institution I might be working for. That money goes to my bank. I never see the cash. And then I use that digital implementation to pay for the things I'm trying to pay for, like rent and, you know, fuel and food. I never actually use the dollars. The company doesn't give me dollars, and then I give those dollars to the bank, and then that bank lets, you know, holds them, the dollars for me, and then I take those dollars and pay other people with those dollars. That I haven't done that in years. So it really is not much different from a CBDC, except that the difference, of course, with a CBDC is, per the ledger concept, if the government holding that um, centralization of currency is, it's not your money. None of it's your money. It's just on loan from the government. So, moving on to the next article. UK markets bill extends banking rules to crypto assets. This is important, in my opinion. The UK Treasury has unveiled its proposed digital asset legislation a day before members of Parliament began to or plan to begin debate on these measures. According to a copy of the legislation published online, existing rules for banking and payment systems will be modified and extended to cover digital assets. The proposed regulation, part of a 335-page financial services and markets bill aimed at strengthening the UK financial system following the country's exit from the European Union. In the bill, cryptocurrencies are referred to as digital settlement assets, or DSAs, the new acronym, uh, meaning a digital representation of value or rights. The rules will largely apply to stablecoins, cryptocurrencies, as we all know, whose prices are pegged to a specific asset, like the U.S. dollar, or the euro, or the ruble, or the rupee, or the whatever you happen to use in your country. A, the rules come on the heels of a turbulent few months for crypto markets that saw the number, of course we know everything fell 
uh, $2 trillion left the market. A Treasury consultant published in May, consultation, pardon published in May, hinted at bringing stablecoins under the UK payments regulation before the resignation in early July of John Glenn, the Minister of State and the Treasury, said that bringing stablecoins under the payment system will enable consumers to use stablecoin payment services with confidence, as if they didn't already. Uh, okay, I guess he's just trying to pump everything up. The DSA's regulation organized Organized under Schedule 6 in the new bill, proposed amendments to, uh, yeah, that was boring stuff. The rules look to apply amendments to the Banking Act via the DSA service providers, which include digital asset insurers, exchange platforms, yada, 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 wallet providers, blah, 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 blah. According to the document, the Treasury retains the power to make and modify the regulations presented in the file as considers it considers appropriate, as it also says that the Treasury must consult the UK's FCA, Financial Conduct Authority, the Bank of England, and other applicable payment regulatory bodies before making regulations laid out in schedule, blah, 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 blah. The point is, they're regulating crypto. And this is important. I mean, it is good to know that the government is getting a handle on the concept of what crypto is. I just kind of fear for people holding coin in stablecoin format. Uh, I would, I'm not saying stablecoin's ultimately bad. But if, it, if the government ever gets its fingers into regulating it, it's going to just make it much so much slower. This is the reason we invented crypto in the first place, was to get away from government regulation and to make things faster and to get away from big corporations ruling everything. So I get it. They want control, but we don't want them to have control. Moving on. FTX's Bankman-Fried, that's uh, SBF, Sam Bankman-Fried, says it's worth losing money to prop up the crypto industry. He's right, and we're all losing money right now because the price is down, and we invested. Think about it. What's his name? Um, uh, Michael Saylor. His average price for crypto right now is about 30000 so he's still underwater on all his crypto. FDX co-founder and CEO Sam Bankman-Fried said he's isn't bothered by losing some money if his bailouts keep the crypto infrastructure humming. You, you do know that crypto runs on its own, right, SPF? It's okay to do a deal that is moderately bad in balancing out a place. That is like, you know, uh, not paying it forward, but uh, what's it called? Loss? loss? Being a loss leader. He's basically trying to be a loss leader. The outspoken industry leader said at the Bloomberg Crypto Summit in New York Tuesday, Bankman Fried said that he it, the need to be a good conductive actor in the space justifies incinerating a small amount of money. <laughs> what does he think a small amount of money is? A billion dollars? How about ten billion dollars? The bar is not. Uh, the bar is not. Is this a good return on investment? He says it's more about maintaining the health of a wider industry. He's starting to sound like government. Weirdly enough, FTX and Bankman-Fried's Alameda Research have offered costly rescues to crypto lender BlockFi and crypto broker Voyager Digital amid a broad market turn downturn that he saw coming, and apparently no one else did. SBF said he's open to helping more, aka buying more. Because when you help somebody out, and especially if you help them out of all their problems with their money, uh, you could very well just be buying them. And I thought that was what was happening to BlockFi. Well, FTX extends millions of dollars to those companies that hasn't necessarily succeeded in bailing them out. BlockFi negotiated a deal where FTX could buy the company outright, like I said. And Voyager filed for bankruptcy earlier this month when the Voyager deal came up during a panel discussion. Bankman-Fried laughed and shrugged off the dollars that may have been incinerated. 
Mike McFried, however, said that the conversations he's been having with other crypto firms show that many of them aren't clear about their own financial pictures. We're asking this kid to help us out because he was smart about not spending too much money on a Miami Heat stadium. That's the minimum requirement to keep him on the phone, he suggested. Step one is literally, do we know what's going on? It's crypto. I don't think we do. Anyways, uh, I'm not going to go any further. There's not much more to this article, but yeah, Bitcoin's down, and uh, lots of companies are going belly up, and I guess FTX isn't. Uh, so SEC, that's the Security Exchange Commission in the United States here, Gary Gensler sees plenty of non-compliance across the crypto industry. Yeah, well, compliance with what, Gary? Let's find out. The broader cryptocurrency industry contains a lot of non-compliance in the U.S., Securities and Exchange Commission, SEC, is continuing to develop its regulatory framework. More big words. SEC Chair Gary Gensler said Tuesday on Bloomberg's TV Balance of Power show. Yeah, sure. Balance of Power. Right. Gensler mentioned trading and lending platforms that have taken money in and some, in some cases failed, saying that these businesses fall under the classic parts of the security laws. We are we at the, the SEC are going to do what we can, Gensler said but added there are currently too many platforms that haven't properly complied with the law and registered accordingly. Yeah, it's, it's the wild, wild west out there, certainly. When it comes to crises faced by many crypto lenders and exchanges recently and what type of regulation is now needed, Gensler said, it's a mixture of things. Well, that's real vague. Including collaboration or collaborating with the marketing participants and reworking some investor protections. And he noted the SEC needs to be technology neutral yet still protect the public does that mean they're going to write everything down on paper if crypto is continue more trust in the system is necessary he said with respect to more regulation gensler said the sec maintains a lot of laws on the books that have been out there for decades as in really old stuff that no one cares about any like stuff that was created in the 1930s almost 100 years ago but we still apply it today as if it actually did apply yeah um it's a fuster cluck, and it's not going to get better until they think they have a whole a handhold on something. Tesla may take $460 million impairment charge on its Bitcoin holdings for Q2, analyst says. <laughs> I'm sorry, Tesla. You, uh, you have an idiot for a CEO. Tesla, the electric car maker led by prominent idiot, I mean Elon Musk, may take a $460 million impairment charge on its stable... Uh, pardon me, it's sizable Bitcoin holdings for the second quarter. According to a note from Barclays analyst Brian Johnson, the company is scheduled to report after the stock market closes on Wednesday. Johnson's calculation assumes Tesla hasn't sold or added to its Bitcoin holdings in the quarter, something it hasn't done since the first quarter of last year. That's true. It didn't really do, do very much. Tesla bought its first $1.5 billion worth of Bitcoin in January of 2021 when the cryptocurrency was selling for about 32000 to 33000 U.S. dollars. Tesla sold about 10% of its holding later in that first quarter, but hasn't sold or bought any of Bitcoin since then. With Bitcoin ending its second quarter at 18731 Johnson, who is bearish on Tesla, uh, expects the company to take a non-cash impairment charge on its total holdings of about 460 or roughly half a billion dollars, according to roughly 40 cents a share. According to the Accounting rules for digital assets. If price of an asset falls during a quarter, the company must take an impairment charge. But if the price increases, it isn't reported as a gain unless the asset is sold. And of course, they sold theirs and 
it's funny how they're taking a, a debt on this when in fact the price did fall quite a bit from the time they bought it till now. Overall, Johnson kept his underweight rating on Tesla, but raised his tar- his price target to $380 from $370. Woo, big change there, dude. Um, so yeah, they're just crapping on Tesla. More um, Tesla shorters. Are we going to short squeeze Tesla? I don't know. It's just Tesla news is always in here, and especially since Elon Musk is a weirdo. So Texas GOP, something I'm not super fond of. Aims to enshrine crypto in state's constitution. Is that because Elon Musk moved there? The Texas GOP platform calls the state's bill of rights, uh, calls for the state's bill of rights to include a clause allowing citizens to own, hold, and use whatever medium of exchange they choose, including digital currency. Does that mean you can use uh, um, uh, Kit Fox carcasses as a form of payment? I'm not saying anyone does. I'm just saying, hey, it could be a form of payment. The right of people to own, hold, and use a mutually agreed upon. Oh, it's mutually agreed upon. Okay, so maybe since not everybody uses Kit Foxes as a form of payment, that's probably not going to be a way of doing it. Upon medium of exchange, <clears throat> including cash, coin, bullion, that'd be like gold, digital currency, or script. Does that mean paper script? When trading and contracting for goods and services not to be infringed. Because the clause, Texas Republicans would like to see added to the state's Bill of Rights. I mean, I agree with them on this, but a lot of the things they, they agree, they think of, I, I don't know. Ugh. It's so weird agreeing with people who are crazy. Am I crazy? I don't know. No government shall prohibit or encumber. That is withhold. I, I don't know what encumber. It always sounds like in, in cucumber to me. The ownership or holding of any form of any or any amount. Wow, that's great of money or other currency. Does that mean I can have $100 billion and you guys won't get in my case about it? The platform continues. Explicitly, explicit protections are needed in the natural right of Texans to keep and exchange and store their wealth in the mediums of exchange of their choice, like Scrooge McDuck in a giant vault full of gold that he swims through. Many Republican officials in the state are eager to make sure Texas builds on its status of a cryptocurrency hub, despite lawmakers' fears that the industry could overburden an already strained power grid. <laughs> yeah. I would like to see Texas become center of the universe for Bitcoin and crypto. You know, Miami's trying to do that already, so I think you're going to have a little bit of beef with Ron DeSantis. I know he's not the governor. I mean, he's the governor of Florida, not the mayor of Miami. U.S. Senator Ted Cruz. Oh, God, did I just say that man out loud? Republican of Texas told 700 attendees at the Texas Blockchain Summit last October in Austin. Ugh. All right. I'm not particularly fond of his politics or him as a person. I, I'm just going to leave it there. On a national level, the policy arm of the U.S. Senate Republicans in April issued a paper on crypto. I hope it was digital. Signaling the GOP is making gains toward a more unified stance on digital asset regulation. So Texas and crypto. I'm still not moving there. So here's a little opinion piece on Mr. Musk. Does crypto still care about Mr. Musk? This is the last bit here from Coindesk. In earnings disclosures Thursday, Tesla, TSLA, announced it had sold 75% of the Bitcoin that it held on its balance sheet. The company appears to have made a small profit on the Bitcoin, which was announced at Mount's purchasing first in early of 2021. Tesla's initial purchase of the $1.5 billion worth of Bitcoin was huge news at the time and, of course, sent the price of crypto uh, spiraling upward. 
helping you fuel a 60% climb in Bitcoin price. But the news Tesla was liquidating its tokens has not had the corresponding negative effect on Bitcoin price or it seems market sentiment. In fact, Bitcoin has been slightly up since Tesla sold it. So it's kind of weird how they bought and it went up and then they sold and it went up. It's very odd. But I think it's just because people's obsession with Elon Musk has changed. One might attribute that to Tesla's framing of the Bitcoin sale. During the recent quarterly earnings call, Musk emphasized the sale should not be taken as some verdict on Bitcoin. It was instead a move to free up U.S. dollars ahead of a possible economic downturn. they, They saw the writing on the wall. But... As hard as it is is for me to admit, as a journalist, most people don't read past the headline, as I'm currently doing. And that headline is, Tesla sold its Bitcoin. What does it say about Bitcoin, Musk, or Tesla that the markets have just shrugged that off? Most obviously, Tesla's initial announcement came during a period of growing hype, when a large number of new cryptocurrency speculators were were likely easily swayed by the moves of a big-name tech billionaire. After the deflation of the huge crypto credit bubble and Bitcoin's price dropping nearly 60%, remaining holders, hodlers, are more likely to be strongly committed to Bitcoin's fundamentals and less concerned with the choices of somewhat rich dude. It's also true that despite the year-long drawdown, Bitcoin and crypto are, in general are in a vastly different place than they were 18 months ago. Through two years of crypto hype produced the uh, though, rather, though two years crypto hype produced a usual surfeit of scams and garbage, it was and has also dramatically advanced development, awareness, and adoption, including El Salvador's troubled but important Bitcoin experiment. Glad they did it, not us. <laughs> of course, we kind of did it anyways. We screwed our own economy. And while there are no guarantees, the market now seems to have found at least a temporary bottom, so Tesla's sale announcement is fighting against a nascent bull narrative. But another major factor is the change in Elon Musk and Tesla's public image in the last 18 months since the big Bitcoin buy, changes that have been mostly for the worse. Musk has had a reputation for impulsiveness, I think, since he started buying and selling businesses for years, right, since PayPal. If you didn't already know, he was a founder of PayPal. And a self-destructive streak was clear, at least as far back as 2018, the year that he called a rescue diver a pedo guy and accepted a big fine from the Securities and Exchange Commission over tweets about taking Tesla private at (coughs) $420 per share. Well, we are new. Unless you're, well, of course, if you're four years old, you probably aren't listening to this show. But back in 2018, Elon was still arguably transitioning from Silicon Valley to a hero, to hero, Silicon Valley hero rather, to global asshole. I mean, sorry, figure. Tesla's stock exploded in early 2020, and by January 2021, the rise had made him the wealthiest person in the world, at least on paper. That was meant. That that has meant that Musk's adventures. Musk's adventures. That sounds like a terrible theme park. Over the past 18 months, have been even more widely scrutinized than his series of tantrums in 2018. The list of public missteps is long, and but standout include allegedly sexually harassing a SpaceX employee because he likes to breed, and secretly fathering children with an employee because he likes to breed. On the front uh, crypto front, Musk spent years tweeting about Dogecoin which may have been a troll from the beginning, but wound up with a $285 million lawsuit against him when Doge particularly crashed last year. Brilliant dude, brilliant. And on top, cherry on top, of course, was his bizarrely half-cocked push to buy Twitter. At the same time, those actually paying attention to Musk's business might have noticed Tesla's continued failure to deliver on the promise of full self-driving, which, I mean, 
hate to make commentary on here, but I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon. I know Google has self-driving uh, taxi minivans in Arizona, but they're on a fixed route. They don't just go anywhere. And it's the delay of the much-hyped Cybertruck, which is coming out soonish. I think it's already supposed to be out, isn't it? Even as legacy auto automakers muscle in on electric vehicles in a big way. Yes, there are a lot more electric vehicles out there right now. Tesla stock has, like much of the market, given back large portions of its 2020 gains. All in all, Musk may still retain a bit of a halo in the eyes of Tesla stockholders and green tech fans, but to many others, yeah, Martin Eberhard probably included, he has become nothing more but a clownishly hyped, obsessed avatar of capital excess, uh, excess rather, unaccountable to society that made him rich and indifferent to the harm he inflicts on the people beneath his feet. You remember, he's not very tall, so it has to be really short people. So, moving on. Sorry, uh, crypto dickweed. Yuga Labs threatened with possible class action lawsuit. I need to mute my phone so I don't get any more notifications that are making noise. Give me a second here. Mute. Mute. There we go. So this is from Decrypt. Last month, Google Labs, the $4 billion company behind the popular NFT collection Board Ape Yacht Club, generated headlines by suing a prominent artist for trademark infringement. Now the company might find itself on the other side of the courtroom. The other side, of the, the side with the judge or the side with the audience? Oh, you mean side as in the defendant. Okay. Law firm Scott & Scott, which sounds like a toilet paper company, is currently... Organizing a class action lawsuit against Yuga Labs, according to an announcement from the firm late last week. The lawsuit will allege, not algae, but allege, that Yuga falsely promoted the Bored Ape NFTs and ApeCoin, the <coughs> collection's native Ethereum token, as securities with guaranteed returns, but which in reality plummeted in value in the last three months. In the case, plaintiffs have not yet filed an official complaint with the federal court. The law firm, the toilet paper law firm, is <laughs> still in the preliminary stage of seeking plaintiffs who suffered losses in association with the purchase of Yuga-backed NFTs and tokens from April to June. The firm did not immediately respond to requests for comment on this story. Keys to the su suit success once filed with the court will be the court's determination as whether or not the non-fungible tokens are actually securities, similar to a share in a company that could appreciate in value. They do. They could have shaped. It's because they're based on Ethereum. If a court finds that the uh, Board Ape Yacht Club uh, non-fungible tokens, BAYC NFTs, <laughs> to be securities, then Yuga Labs would have failed to make the necessary disclosure and registration obligations that come with offering securities. I really hope they don't, because I don't want NFTs to become securities. But that may be a long shot. Thank goodness. <clears throat> I see very, 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 I'm oh, sorry, there was like three varies. L little likelihood that the SEC is going to want to step in and there and characterize the board ape NFT collection as a security, said Brian Fry. Since they're just kind of products that people sell, it's like you know making uh, um, Furbies into a security. They have value. They do go up in value if you buy them. They they did. They're not securities. A professional of law at University of Kentucky because we all believe you. Okay. I think they're going to resist that tooth and nail. Wow, that's pretty harsh, because that would open up a huge can of worms. Man, that's a big can of worms. For them to force the them to regulate all manner of other things that they don't want to be regulating. Thank goodness. I'm so glad they're thinking that way. But this is just his comment. Um, 
The uh, Security and Exchange Commission thus far refrained from decisively labeling any NFT as a security. <laughs> that may have something to do with the fact that such a move would likely bring the broader art market under the SEC's purview, something the agency has long resisted. So, yeah, um, this is a much longer article. I'm not going to finish, but, uh, yeah, I, I think this is what's going to happen, and you can read the rest if you like. Put the links in the comments below. So, this week in crypto Twitter with Michael Saylor, goes Elon Musk for Tesla's Bitcoin dump. We've read a lot of this stuff already. This is going to be my cap, in cap, to the news, because I'm going to run over time shortly. So, prices may be in the green this week, and they're not now. <clears throat> but crypto Twitter remained focused on the sector's ongoing liquidity crisis. This week, Singaporean exchange SIPMEX, is that SIPMEX? That's weird. Froze withdrawals like everybody else, including Celsius. And Legion Strategies, a hedge fund affiliated with Anthony Scaramucci's Skybridge Capital, halted redemptions. Ha <laughs> ha! Meanwhile, Blockchain.com joined the ranks of Gemini, Coinbase, and OpenSea by announcing mass layoffs and electric car manufacturer Tesla cashed out, as we said earlier, uh, about a billion dollars in Bitcoin. MicroStrategy CEO, billionaire Bitcoin bull, that's a lot of bees, Michael Saylor <clears throat> quickly pointed out the hard truths of Tesla's sale. And I will read that. If you sell 75% of your Bitcoin, you only have 20% of your Bitcoin, 25% of your Bitcoin left. Yes, that's true. <laughs> if, if the thick of bankruptcies, uh, one firm is sta sta stacking that cash. U.S. law firm Kirkland and Ellis, previously hired by bankrupt crypto lenders Voyager and Celsius to help them restructure, was hired this week, by Babel Finance, last Sunday, Babel paused withdrawals, citing uh, <clears throat> liquidity pressures. Sucks, don't it? An affidavit from Kyle Davies, a co-founder of the newly bankrupt Three Arrows Capital, claims former crypto hedge fund owes $65 million to his wife. Pay my wife, damn it. And $5 million to co-founder Suzu. Davies and Zhu, effectively uh, radio silent for five weeks, told Bloomberg, finally, when they broke their silence, what they're going to do with their investors' funds before it all collapsed. Here's that tweet. Collapsed. Collapsed? Clapped. Collapsed? Yes, collapsed. DeFi news outlet, the Def Defiant, compiled a list of the most affected letters written by those uh, to the judge by those affected by Celsius bankruptcy. They really hammer home the human cost of liquidity crisis. You know, that's what DeFi was for, was liquidity, not centralization. You, I'm sorry, I'm not going to say that word. On a more optimistic note, thank goodness, blockchain-based file, blockchain file sharing network, the LBRY library, beat the U.S. the SEC commission in court. Guess not every Bitcoin token on, on the blockchain is a security after all. Hmm, Gary? We're free. This is their tweet. I can read their tweet. You can you can read their tweet. It's right here. Minecraft on Wednesday, Microsoft published hits sandbox game. Minecraft announced it will block the use of NFTs. Is that a joke? Blockchain and blockchain technology on its servers and prohibit the creation of NFT based on its assets. Axie Infinity co-founder Jiho was bullish on the news. That's kind of weird. Isn't he favor that? Minecraft-based Project NFT Worlds tweeted a lengthy protest to this. Damn it, we're doing that kind of stuff. Stop it. 
Others saw it coming a long time ago, including Decrypt's own Kate Rerun, who called it five months ago. Here's her calling it five months ago. On Monday, there was some speculation as to who owned a wallet that purchased a certain domain on the Ethereum name service. <coughs> Popular NFT marketplace OpenSea got into a sassy war of words with a Solana-based rival. And you'll check this out. I'm sure it's a 58 replies there. Twitter user uh, 8892OS, who claimed to be a fine art dealer and purveyor of emergency liquidity assistance, ELA, alleged rip, allegedly ripped off, ripped someone off for a lot of Ethereum, and that person sent more. I ripped off this guy for 100 ETH, and he sent me another 1.9. Russian-born Ethereum crypto creator, crypto creator. Creator Vitalik Buterin was thanked for his humanitarian efforts to help Ukraine repel Vladimir Putin's ongoing invasion. That is good. Thank you, Vitalik. Thank you for pouring some of your cash into this cashless existence. I don't know. And finally, GameStop's new NFT platform drew criticism from listing NFT clearly inspired by Associated Press photographer Richard Drew's world-famous image of a 9-11 victim known as the Falling Man. That's just not cool, dudes. That's not cool at all. The NFT appears to have been delisted. Was it falling off the market? Bad joke. Bad. Should not have said that. Anyways, that wraps up our news, which is a little bit longer than I would have said before, but because I talk a little bit fast, and I apologize if you guys can't understand me because I talk fast. And I would like to pull this back over here so I don't show this. Yeah, up there. Um, yeah, please check out our T-shirt shop. And we will be having a black version of this T-shirt coming very soon. I know I keep saying that. I'm not trying to lead you guys on. Thank you for listening. And I should say that, not adios yet. We don't say that part. We say that at the very end. Stacks, hats, and hodl. Adios.